0: Praise the Lord and welcome to the Old path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And we're glad to have you with us gathered around God's Word. And that is really the best place we could be at any moment of our lives, gathered around God's Word, seeking our Lord and finding Him. In the sacrifice through faith in the sacrifice i say i've said it for years we search for all the treasures of our God in his word but we only find him through faith in the sacrifice and it's such a true statement it's so biblical and and the reality of it cannot be escaped you can't go around that truth you can search all you want in the word of God but until you find Christ crucified more and more on the pages of your Bible, then you will do without much of what you've been offered. And that's just the way it is. I'm writing commentary right now in Romans chapter 10. I just started chapter 10. Uh, I do one verse a day. And, and the very first verse of chapter 10, Paul's saying, I, you know, it's his heart's desire and his prayer that Israel be saved. And then he begins to talk about how they have knowledge. They have zeal, but it's without the righteousness of God. It's without the proper knowledge. And zeal and knowledge mean absolutely nothing. Even if it's zeal for the Word and knowledge of the Word, without the righteousness of God, without the righteousness of Jesus Christ, a zeal and a zeal even for the Word of God doesn't mean anything outside of its righteous context. And that is so important that the Christian know that, understand that and continue to learn that, amen. Before we get started this morning in Hebrews chapter 13, this will be part 15 by the way, and we're getting close to ending this chapter. We will do it today or this coming Thursday. But before we dig in, I wanna remind you at thecrosswaychurch.com, there's 12, 13 books or commentaries, call them what you will. I just wanna remind you of a couple of them today. Let's talk about righteousness. It's our biggest uh, seller, the one we've sold the most of. It will bless your heart if you have a heart that hungers and thirsts after God's righteousness. God's righteousness, the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ is the key in the Bible that unlocks all the mysteries of God's Word concerning how you live for Him, how He works in you, through you, and how you receive all things from Him. Righteousness is that key. I promise you these scriptures in this little booklet will help you. You can find it on the website thecrosswaychurch.com. Just click on the store. And another one of the several we have is the Galatians commentary. This will, as it says here, teach you to hold on to the truth of Calvary through these trying times that we're in in this very last few moments of this last hour that we are in before the Lord comes for us as his bride takes us home. Hallelujah. So you don't want to miss those things. Avail yourself to what's out there. If you have been brought back to your first love or you're being convicted about going back to the cross, one and the same thing, and finding your place there, learning how to fight the good fight of faith, to stand in the grace of God, learning the great truths applicable to you by the Spirit of truth when He finds your faith in the truth of Christ and Him crucified, these commentaries will help you tremendously see the exclusivity of God's approach, your approach to Him, and His ability to work in you. The the potential is there for you to be as close to the Lord as 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 you want to be and to allow him to do all of his will for your life. So I encourage you check out the website again. It's thecrosswaychurch.com. Let's jump in today. Let's start in verse 17 and I just have to say that the Lord will impart truth into the hearts where he finds an open heart for the truth. Some time back the Lord told me that I would know, I'd be able to recognize those who were really hungry for the truth because and 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 I wondered how that would be and he told me that those who are hungry for the truth and searching for the truth you'll know them because when they hear it they'll grab a hold of it and they'll hang on to it. But everybody, there's a lot of people claiming they're seeking truth, but unless they end up in the experience of the word of righteousness, their zeal and their knowledge, it means absolutely nothing. The flesh can have great zeal and great knowledge, but until it reaches the point of righteousness found only through faith, in the sacrifice of christ my friend it's nothing more than carnal zeal and carnal knowledge and it will deceitfully deceive us as it did me for years and it is at least 90 percent of all the true blood-bought church today is in this situation in this category They, they they those who have zeal and those who have great knowledge of what the bible says and that they can see your problem and throw many scriptures at your problem. But until they point you to Calvary, righteousness cannot come into onto the scene. And I, I, you, you need to understand that. Verse 17, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they... That must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Now, we could talk about that verse for a mighty long time and the problem that it is in the church today, and how wherever you see anything for the most part that resembles this. It's of the carnal flesh and preachers trying to rule over and dominate the saints in wrong ways. But I want to read through this today, and then we'll go back. I want to read all the way through to the end of this chapter, and then we'll go back and cover this one particular topic today. Verse 18, pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience. in all things, willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer, allow, the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. Know you that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he come shortly, I will see you. Salute all them that have the rule over you, And all the saints, they of Italy, salute you. Grace be with you all. Amen. Now that's the last eight verses of Hebrews chapter 13, the last chapter of this great letter. But I want to talk about today, and I'm sure that we'll come back and cover more in depth the rest of this chapter This coming Thursday morning, if the Lord tarries, I'm really not looking for him to tarry. I'm looking for him to come here any moment now, and I'm waiting on him and desperately looking for him, but if he does tarry, we will stay here and continue to profit from what we have been given in the Word of God so that faith can come through our hearing God's Word in its righteous context and have the footprints of his righteousness to walk in. You must see that to walk in it. It's not we're just dizzy and being carried along the path. We must be able to hear, and what we hear allows us to see what we see, and what we see allows us to put our feet in that that God's will calls for, our feet be in, which is truth, which is on the path of righteousness. So I want to talk about today this phrase that's found in this last chapter three times. It's found in verse 7, it's found in verse 17, and it's found in verse 24, and it's this phrase, the rule over you. Those who have the rule over you, R-U-L-E, it means command. It means to lead with official authority. Now, we're going to have to go back and let's read verse 7. Let's read these three verses where this this uh phrase is found so that we can ask the Lord to help us to give us an understanding today of this 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 word rule because he intends and it's his perfect will that there be those in the church who are the ministerial leaders uh, or even deaconing leaders in their own way in positions and other leaders in the church, praise and worship leaders, uh, other whatever other leaders there are, uh, Sunday school leaders, those who tend to anything that requires leadership. But Especially the focus here is the the five-fold ministry that Jesus left has provided for the church during this church age. And that it'll be over at the end of the church age. There won't be any need any longer for the five-fold ministry as you read about in Ephesians chapter 4 because their purpose is to uh, bring God's people into the unity of the faith of the Son of God, uh, the full stature of that, that process. So, And it, it says there in Ephesians 4, so that we won't be blown about by every wind of doctrine that comes along. So we see there, there, there won't be a need for that when Christ comes for us because the, 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 the opportunity won't ever happen again that we might ever be blown away by some wind of doctrine. That'll be over. There'll be no more faith. There'll be no more hope. It'll just be love. <clears throat> faith will be over. We won't have to live by faith any longer. That'll be over. But let's talk today about this rule over you. Let's read these three verses where this phrase is found. It's very important because it's it's very much misunderstood in the church today. Remember them, verse 7, which have the rule over you. Now, Now watch how he explains this here, who they are that have the rule over you and what they must be found ruling through. It's not just because of their position, it's because of the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, who's gifted them in a leadership way in, in in one of the fivefold ministerial giftings. And a lot of people think they want to walk in these giftings, but many have thought that to find out eventually that that's the last thing they wanted. And, uh, and, and it's called much, much pain and agony in the lives of those who want to experience or walk in one of the fivefold giftings mentioned in, in, in Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, if you're not called, then my friend, then it's only a carnal desire. And if you dig on into it when God's not called you to it, There will be much misery, and it's where a lot of heartache comes from because men who try to function in these capacities, who aren't called to these giftings, not only hurt themselves, but they hurt many others. So remember them which have the rule over you, verse 7, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith you're to follow, considering the end of their conversation, their conduct. These fivefold gifted ministerial individuals, they've been given by God the power, the grace, let's call it what it is, the grace to rule among the church, to command and to lead with official authority. Remembering God's official authority is, it's Him. He rules. He, he upholds all things by the word of his power. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, the rulership is not some negative thing. It's a positive thing to be a benefit for the church, but we don't get to make up what that is. It's the word of God through which God's authority comes through. And it's and it's the word of God in the context of righteousness, that which brings forth "...the righteous fruit of God's righteous words." And that can't happen unless our faith remains in the righteous one and the righteous work he carried out at Calvary. When you move on without the cross, you move on without the experience of the fruit of righteousness." You might keep going in your works and you may have that same appearance of what you've always done. But when you put the cross down and you try to keep going, it will only be self's attempt to do what you've been doing by the power of the Holy Spirit, but it will be without His help now. He won't help you do what he's called you to do. He won't help you to rule. He won't help you to lead unless you are taking up your cross, denying self to be able to follow him who is the real leader, the one who holds the true authority. If it doesn't flow through him, then it can't flow through you to others. And so the, the, the rule that God gives those He set in places of rulership is through the Word of God that confirms their place of rulership and then what they're delivering fruit in their life fruit in their life. Don't be like the Pharisees that Jesus said, do what they do because they have the word of God, but don't do what they do. Don't be like they are because they're not obeying. So the rulers, the ones that the Lord Jesus Christ has given the grace to lead, to rule and to command, and and that's not in a negative way. Uh, we'll see it. It's in a positive, a good way. It's not to go to people's houses and command that they uh, uh, rearrange their furniture or take anything off the wall. It's not in that. It's the commanding of the Word of God. Hallelujah. And so that's what the ministers are responsible for, commanding the Word of God, because the Word of God is a command. That's why in Romans 6, the holy spirit through the apostle paul writes when you have obeyed that form of gospel a form of doctrine you were then made free from sin and made a servant of righteousness. Well, notice the terminology in Romans six, seventeen, and 18 is that when you obeyed that form of doctrine because it came to you as a command, the preaching of the gospel is the command of God. All of God's words, when it's in its righteous context, is God sending forth his command. And when it's believed, God looks at that as it being obeyed. So he is the ruler, and he first has to rule in and through the ministers before his rulership can, through his word, reach the hearts of those who they're called to rule over. It's not in any fleshly carnal rulership. These ministers are are not to, to rule over you and your finances, rule over you and your... Home and family, these ministers that God calls are to rule by commanding the Word of God, the Word of God. Many, many ministers today, they, they will not, and many have even said that we cannot preach the cross like that. We cannot constantly preach the cross. And the reason that lies behind that so deceiving and deceiving deceptive, uh, is, 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 uh, deceitful rather is because if we just preach the word in its proper context, then we're losing control and giving the Holy Spirit control. The Holy Spirit is not welcomed Where faith is not in the cross, I can say, Lord Holy Spirit, we welcome you into the service today. That means absolutely nothing. His welcome into the service is the heart that's under righteousness. That that's he's not welcome because you tell him he's welcome. He's welcomed into the heart that's believing unto righteousness, not our words. Many are welcoming, well, you're welcome, Lord, in this place today. There's nothing wrong with saying those things, but he's really only welcome. He only sees his welcome in the heart that's believing unto righteousness. That's the welcome sign on the door of the heart, hallelujah. Zeal is not a welcome sign that he'll honor just my, my knowledge of what God's word says and, and is, is not a welcome sign. The welcome sign for God is, a, is the heart that's believing unto righteousness. Hallelujah. So watch this now. Let's read these three verses. Verse 7 again. Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Now let's move down to verse 17 and read the second time this phrase is used in this chapter. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief That is unprofitable for you. It's very unprofitable for you when those that have the rule over you cannot give an account concerning you with joy. And and, and we might get into this later, but only those who have been set in place as ministers of God's righteousness are those who have the rule. Those who have the rule are God's ministers of righteousness, those who are learning, these ministers who are learning to become determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. So you got a lot of people sitting on their couch in in, in neighborhoods, in communities, in areas, many of who used to be in local churches where the focus was Calvary. But now they're no longer there. I want to tell you something. Those ministers are still the ones who have the rule over you. you don't get to determine that. You get to choose what you'll do in this life. You'll get to choose. what you, you can do whatever you want to right now. God. That's one of the great blessings of God. You having free moral choice to do whatever you want to do. Those in hell right now, they did whatever they wanted to. But God has a people that are a people that do things decently and in order and just saying, well, none of us get everything right and nobody's perfect. No, you've got the Word of God, and he is. you are required to be found by Him walking in obedience to His Word. And my friend, the only way that's going to happen is if your faith from your heart, in your heart, is surrendered to the work of Christ at Calvary. Many can talk the good talk, but their heart's not surrendered to it, and that's why they wonder why is the cross not really working for me. I can say it just as good as they can. I can, I can say it just like they can. I can I can declare these the, these truths about Calvary and Romans six and all because it's a matter of the heart. The heart is where the surrender is. The heart is where the impartation is. The heart is what God deals with. The heart is where everything happens that finds an outwork of either obedience to the word or some excuse of why we're not obedient to the word. It's all going on in here, and God sees the picture, the truest picture of it all. He sees what we think and even why we're thinking what we're thinking. So let's read this again, verse 17, before we move on. Obey them that have the rule over you. You know, the attitude today is I ain't obeying nobody. (laughs) I know it. I know it. It's just the way America's gotten. It's more lawless now than it's ever been. And it's all up in the church too, my friend. I ain't obeying nobody. Watch now. Obey them that have the rule over you. Ain't nobody ruling over me, bless God. (laughs) That's the attitude, not just in the world, but in the church. And I know it's because it's been abused, but for the most reason, it's just because of a prideful, selfish, carnal uh, spirit uh, uh, attitude in the church, and uh, because we're, because we're after everything other than obedience to God's word, and even the the the, the few out there that want to be found obedient to God's word. in their union with Christ in his death, they'll not experience it. They'll not experience it. They'll stay in the same shape they're in. But let's read this again. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Now, we'll talk about these a little more in depth, uh, uh, but let's look down in verse 24 at the third time this phrase is used. The rule over you. Salute all them. That means greet all them that have the rule over you and all the saints. They of Italy salute you. So we see here in this last time this phrase is used, that it's salute all them that have the rule over you. All those in the leadership role who have been given by God the authority and the the power, the the position, uh, the grace is the word I'm looking for, to be able to rule. And, and, And it says over you. That doesn't mean Lord over you. It means rule. And if it's proper, it'll be God's ruling them through them to to deal with you according to His authority. Jesus said He's got all authority in heaven and on earth. All authority is Christ's authority. So this is why, this is why, when you go back, To verse 7, you'll see, Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conduct. Look at the next verse Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. It's because He's the ruler. He, he's the one who holds all authority. If it is the authority of God, Jesus is possessor of it right now. He's upholding all things right now by the word of his power. Hebrews 1 and 3. The word of his power is the avenue through which he holds all things up. He's holding. He is withholding. He's not withholding. He's upholding all things, holding all things up according to the word of his power. That's the word of the cross because his power, that the power he has, he has it because of what he came to do, what he did, and now he has all authority, all power in heaven and on earth. You need to understand that. And this is why it has to be the Word of God, because Christ is the living Word of God. And the fruit has to be the fruit of who He is and what He did at Calvary, which is The righteousness of God. This is the avenue of rulership in the church. Those ministering the Word in any place in the Word and are not reaching for the sacrifice of Christ have... Uh, No way, no way at all to experience the word they're, they're reaching for, the word they desire to experience, the promises they desire to experience. I love yesterday, Pastor Dylan Salmon from Cleveland, Tennessee, One Way Cross Ministry brought a phenomenal word from Exodus chapter 20 that you need, if you missed yesterday's message, you need to go and listen to it. Because God gave Moses the commandments, but in the same 20th chapter there, we see God giving Moses the commandments. He turns right around and says, now build an altar because I've given you the law. You'll not be able to keep it. It's only going to reveal to you that you've got a problem and the altar is my only answer it's my only answer and so it's the same way in the new covenant we've got the words we've got the commands of god we've got the avenue through which god can cause ever foot to be in the right footstep of christ uh, the footprints of christ which again psalms 85:13 is the footsteps of the way of righteousness The Word of God can be, has a potential to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, but that's all based on what I'm doing with the, not what I did, but what I'm doing with the Word in the light of the cross. That's right. My faith has to be anchored in my Savior and his work at Calvary or the authority as a minister I'm trying to walk in the the place of ruling over some congregation. It's not going to work good. It's going to be bad. It's going to always be problems of which we just try to go around and make it around it but that's all we can do is go around the problem. The only way we can go through the problem and bear the fruit of having the answer for the problem and making it through the problem is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. He showed us that he didn't go around, he went through for us. Hallelujah. And it's God's only way through anything is the same way Jesus went through for us. Hallelujah. So... Let's get together this next Thursday morning and let's look at this some more, more in depth about uh, those who rule. God has given some to rule, not in a negative way. Not to dominate, not to lord anything over people, not to uh, uh, what's the word to extort money from them, not to all that stuff has just ripped the church apart. Uh, a big part of it's all about money. Another parts of it has, has been hurt so bad by all that and sees how awful all that is that they won't even give anything. I mean, it, it, it we've got we've got the word of God to be be able to walk through this life on this journey with our lord in the light he walks in to be able to experience properly what his word gives us as instruction and authority. So uh, praise the Lord for the opportunity to share with you what we've shared today. And I pray that the Lord has turned the light on a little bit more for you and, and maybe at least got you a little more interested in this subject as we get ready soon to close out the last chapter of Hebrews. Thank you for praying for us as we learn to become more and more determined to know absolutely nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified to stand in the place God planted us in His grace in the likeness of the death of His Son so that we can be found walking with this resurrection power. And it's for living the crucified life, hallelujah, for out of the death of Jesus comes the life of Jesus, only there. And I'm thankful to be learning these things. If the Lord stirs your heart to go to the website, don't forget to click on the store to see the commentaries and the booklets there and click on the blog section. Read the two or three blogs that are there, little articles there. They will bless you tremendously and keep you focused on the path that God has set your feet on. If the Lord stirs your heart to give an offering to Him to help us do what He's called us to do here at Crossway Church, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can very simply just text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Till I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.